and we're off ladies and gentlemen hello hope you're doing well this is uh this is an exciting one um this is the 20th episode and it's a very small milestone but uh at least for me it's a milestone milestone we're celebrating nonetheless i from from the from the moment i started thinking about sharing this I knew, at least the goal in mind was to be consistent and to do 20 of these every Wednesday so far for the past however many number of weeks, um, the past 20, is cool, feels good. And I was, I had many thoughts going into this one, all kinds of emotions, like feeling nervous, but also excited, but also wanting to like get thoughts down so anyways, here we are. This is the 20th one. Um, yeah, cool moment. Anyways, I do have a couple things that I put down that I thought, um, yeah, it'd just, be, it'd just be good for me. I think this one is, uh, yeah, this one is, it feels like it'll be for me. But again, as with all of this, it's like sharing at the same time. And I actually did hear that. Funny enough, it just came to mind. Somebody, I forget where, but I heard somebody saying we should encourage vulnerability, vu- vulnerability a little bit more, especially a <clears throat> people at the 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 top of whatever uh, field or thing they do, and just to remind everybody that we're all human. I think that's um, maybe not so much of an obvious thing, but we we see all the good these days. Um, obviously, the big part of that is social media, but we don't really know what people deal with, like their skeletons in their closet. I think is the phrase. So yeah, somebody mentioned it. I, I'm pretty sure it was a podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a podcast that I heard this in. But anyways, yeah, encourage a little bit more vulnerability, being honest, um, and yeah, I think that'll, that'll kind of be a feel, a theme for this recording right here, and again, just to check in, put some thoughts down, because I do have some, and the first one, kind of just where I'm at, and just something I've been thinking about a lot, regular, daily, is just, this teaching thing is no joke, man, um, what can I say about it? The past couple of weeks have been especially rough. I think uh, it's been really hard to get the kids to do all kinds of things, to quiet down, to stay on task, to pay attention during the lesson, make copy down the notes, try the problems, participate in class discussions. Uh, turn in homework, um, make up the missing work, take the quizzes seriously. Ooh wee. Um, yeah, it's felt it's felt hard to say the least. And then on top of that, you got all the the behavior stuff as well to figure out. Then you've got um, just individual individual situations. And another like logistical one that's pretty interesting to me, but another just 
minor but non-trivial detail to keep track of is just like when the kids are absent and okay uh, so-and-so is absent and they need this this and this from that day and how am I gonna give it to them how am I gonna find time to get this to them and have give them enough time to complete it Whew, it's um it's been interesting to say the least and it's weighed heavy it's weighed heavy, yeah, and this is what I wanted to share is that I've, I've said this before, but I'm a pretty empathetic person. I can, I can relate to a lot of different experiences, and if I can't relate, then I'll you know, try really, really hard to put myself in the other person's shoes, try to feel and understand what that might be like. Um, so I do care for a lot of my students. I want them to do well. I want the kids at this school to do well. Um, but it's been hard. I think in the classroom setting, just trying to get them to do what they're supposed to, do what we're asking them to. And then when you just encounter, uh, what's the word? You know, it's just pushback. Uh, yeah, pushback is a, is a good phrase. When you encounter pushback on a regular basis, and then on top of that, you got like the blatant disrespect, the blatant talking, and disruptions, and all of this stuff. Um, I'm very quickly losing my motivation to care as much. I mean, I still do. I still want them to uh, learn, to get their work done, to learn responsibility and take care of themselves, be independent, grow up, mature, all that stuff. But encountering it the opposite on a regular basis makes it really hard. And. Yeah, it's, that's kind of what it's felt like in the classroom, and obviously a lot of thoughts and feelings on that. But yeah, broadly speaking, just really hard to. Oh, sorry, getting a phone call. Sorry. Um, let me, there you go. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough, and that's the classroom setting. And then broadly speaking, I've been. I've talked about this before, but. Might as well, yeah, just, just mention it again. Like, I, I have taken on quite a lot in the past couple months, trying to do a lot of different things and push the boundaries on a lot of different things, both just in the work that I do and then in personal development and learning, and yeah. And I actually, for the past week, two weeks, I could confidently say that I've, I'm feeling pretty close to my capacity of like what I'm able to do what I'm able to expend cognitively on a daily basis. And I think there's still room for improvement. Um, like I could do more, like if I just maybe manage my time a little bit better and uh, like limited my leisure time activities because I am pretty generous on leisure time and chilling in the car or eating food, stuff like that. Uh, so if I limited that a little bit more, maybe I could do more, but I think at the moment, with everything that on my on my plate, I feel pretty close to capacity, which is uh, it's a, it's a cool spot to be in. I think it's something that I've been uh, working towards. Uh, it's the mindset that I've been in, let's say, and I am at the moment 27 years old. I'm not sure. Like I think this is a good mindset to be in. Um, 
for for now and then maybe for the next couple of years but eventually you want to kind of play the the long game i feel like i'm in a sprint at the moment it's like a like a cross country race and it's that last sprint before you get to the finish line i feel like i'm kind of like that and you know given what i've been doing maybe this summer break will be like a a really good break i think that might have to be the move we'll see we'll see that's something another thing that i've been trying to consider too is like do i go full david goggins and just continue the grind even though i feel like i could use a break i'm tired i've been doing pretty good so far or do you say no nah, no nah, you've earned this take your time go chill out fully relax maybe not fully relax still get stuff done read a book read books be creative brainstorm blah 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 but go take a break go see some shit go do some shit live it up um enjoy the fruits of the year for of your labor uh yeah something that i've been i've been thinking about but anyways the point that i was trying to share is i feel at capacity and again it's something i've been uh, looking for like what am i capable of and i feel like i'm pretty close to it so interesting spot to be in and uh yeah i've got like two more months left in the school year pretty much i think i counted like 40 days 40 school days so that'll be pretty cool or it is pretty cool to to be that close um yeah i think a, a good break sounds like it's in is due but um anyhow one of the things that i have been working on that is related to the next topic that i put down is i've been i've been coaching a fifth and sixth grade team and we're doing competitive tournaments if for those that aren't familiar it's like uh, this thing is called au in youth basketball pretty much means competitive basketball you're traveling you got teams from all over the place and most of these kids take it very seriously and so i put together a team a mix of kids from my school and a mix of kids that i've trained and just met here and there and whoo it's been <laughs> it's been a really ah, what's the word for it I can't think of it. I'll just describe it. So pretty much uh, a lot of these kids are very new to basketball. Uh, some of them are have played, organized, uh, but probably not at this level. And, you know, some an interesting thought I've had is like fifth and sixth grade is kind of, it's a uh, interesting spot to start competitively. Like if I had a kid, I might do it like seventh or eighth, but you know, it depends. I guess every kid, every young person is different. But uh, for those that aren't familiar, that haven't played this uh, in this setting before, it can be pretty intense. Uh, obviously, you got uh, just any organized sports where you've got people watching you, you've got referees, coaches yelling back and forth, you're playing against another team of people you don't know. It's going to bring out the nerves and all kinds of feelings. But then you spice it up because it's competitive and it's, you know, it's really amped up to another level for kids that haven't experienced that before. It, it can be a lot. And so essentially, we've been going through it 
Uh, I also have a lot of uh, fifth graders on this team, and my team is, or we play at the, at the sixth grade level, or 12U, and yeah, that's already a disadvantage. But nonetheless, I, I strongly, I, uh, strongly, I believe that if for the kids that want to play basketball long term, uh, this is going to be great for their development because they're they're essentially being thrown in the deep end with the sharks, as I like to tell them. Um, so they're going to get whooped. They're going to get, yeah, they're going to get beat up. But if you can hang, if you can go through it, uh, eventually you'll pick it up. You'll you'll figure it out. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be ugly. But you're gonna figure it out somehow, some way. If you keep going, if you're willing to to go through these growing pains, is what I like to think about it. And I guess the point that I wanted to that came to mind for this is like the the willingness to lose. Uh, I don't know how I can't. I don't have a guess as to how other, most other people would respond to losing, but. I guess you could imagine most people don't like to lose and maybe don't like to admit that they don't like to lose. Uh, but I think most people would also agree that losing is essential. There's all kinds of wisdom on that out there. Um, but it's still tough. It's still tough because we're getting beat by like 30, 40. Uh, the very first game that we played, we lost by 50. And it was funny because I joked like, uh, what did I say to the kids? I was like, whether we win by 50 or lose by 50, I'm rocking with you. Like, this is our group. Let's go make it happen. And sure enough, first game, lost by 50. Um, so it's been an interesting experience. But it's um, it's humbling, I think, for me personally, right? And it, uh, yeah, because you're not just going to, at least for me, you don't expect to just go in and start winning right away. Like, it's going to be a really hard process uh, from the coaching perspective. Um, it's humbling. There's a lot of humility being able to just, just face up to that. Like, the team's down by 30 and still coach and still encourage them to keep going, I think, is, uh, is really something. Um, so if you can do it, I think it's, it's essentially for like building character, I think, broadly speaking, all around. Like for me as a coach, for my athletes, uh, definitely building character. How do you respond? Can you keep playing? Can you keep fighting, keep pushing, uh, trying to get small wins? All right, can I make a layup? Can I make a jumper? Can I make a, a nice pass to somebody else? Can I get a steal? Can I stop my person? All these little things, I think, is what I'm looking for and what I kind of celebrate. So, yeah, again, the, the willingness to lose, essentially, and just take those punches, keep going. It's been tough. It's been ugly. We've played four games so far. we got another one. we got a couple more to go. Hopefully we can get a win by the end of the season. Um, yeah, work towards that because it would be tough. But in any case, I'm just going to – we're just going to keep it rolling, man. We're just going to keep it rolling. Um, and see what happens. At the end of the day, it's good that the kids are out and about playing basketball, competing. And yeah, wins and losses, I try to tell them nobody's really gonna remember these games. I don't think people will. Um, you know, some people do remember like specific games that they've had in their life or can remember any game like, oh yeah, I remember that, blah, blah, blah. My memory is not so good. 
so maybe uh, maybe I can't, but others can. Anyhow, it's uh, what else can I? Mm-mm-mm. I'll tell a, a funny story from yesterday that I that's related to what I was talking about before. Uh, that just came to mind. I, I did want to mention this. Uh, it's just about stretching uh, myself and the boundaries and what I'm capable of. So yesterday after work, so I usually leave the school I'm at at four, and then on Mondays and Wednesdays I head over to the gym where I teach some basketball lessons. And usually I get there around 4:30. The class starts at five, like 4:30, 4:40 and I can get in an eight or 10 minute nap. Uh, yesterday I got there pretty early, like 4.30, something like that. And so I was like, oh, I got, I got a decent amount of time today. And I did a 10 minute nap, woke up, did like another five minutes, woke up, did like another two, and then I didn't set the following alarm and freaking, uh, <laughs> kept sleeping until like 5.08. Uh, I think I, re- I, I woke up from the phone call, from a phone call from the gym. They were like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, the kids are here for your class. And I was like, shit, yep, I'm right here. I'm coming in in like two minutes, be right there. Um, so that was just, uh, yeah, that was just a moment. Uh, and here's like the broad point that also just came to mind. So that was a moment where I felt, where I had the realization, oh yeah, like this is the kind of stuff that happens when you're stretched too thin, where you're like so tired that um, you mess up the next thing that you have to do. I didn't beat myself up too much about it, but it was kind of, it was funny and it was a realization that I had. And uh, the thought that came to mind about being stretched thin is that you're going to, you can't be you can't be fully committed to any one thing that you do because you're working on multiple things at once and that's uh i guess a interesting thought to grapple with because at the same time my personality is like i want to get well I guess it's, I, to me it's still true that you can give something 100% of what you've got, but that 100% might be a portion of uh, your total capacity. Um, so maybe it's not really 100%. It's 100% of what I'm able to give you. But in any case, uh, it... <laughs> I have noticed and felt like, yeah, like I'm probably slipping in certain areas because I am trying to do a lot of different things. Now, I feel pretty good. I'm confident about the work that I'm still able to produce. Like, I think my production and the the quality of it is still there. Uh, it's not like I'm half-assing anything. So... I feel pretty good about it. It's just an interesting observation. That's kind of also uh, how I knew, how I started realizing, like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling pretty. This this might be it. I might be close to my ceiling because I'm making these mistakes. Uh, but again, who knows? Maybe it's because I'm just human and 
the past couple of weeks have been rough and uh, yeah I don't know but I guess that's a it's a good segue into something that I wanted to just I don't know read a little bit and maybe talk about a little bit so I recently had the kids do a personality test uh, just because I was curious so, and so I did one myself and it sometimes changes there's the response that you get might sometimes change but the recent one that I got is INTJ INTJ and from 16 personalities they named this the, the architect and I just wanted to I actually read through the description and actually thought it was kind of uh, kind of accurate and maybe there's something for this where it's like oh you want it to be active it's kind of like the uh, horoscope stuff but I, I do kind of feel like this is accurate and it actually makes me feel a little bit uh, a little bit more sane because a lot of the thoughts that I have sometimes it makes me wonder if I'm crazy a little bit crazy or a little bit just weird let's say uh, but yeah, essentially, the, again, the personality type is INTJ, and I know there's an A and a T, and I looked at it a little bit, and I'm probably the turbulent, I, no, I most definitely am the turbulent one, the one that, like, uh, is a little bit more hesitant, uh, can get paralysis analysis, can uh, get caught up in how others might respond to their actions, right? The other one is the assertive, where they kind of just, essentially both of these archi uh, personality types are like ambitious people, but the turbulent ones, they're a little bit more hesitant because they are concerned with what others think and feel. And the assertive ones are kind of just the ones that no regrets, let's go for it, let's do it. So different types. But essentially, what can I read here? That, 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 that resonates and maybe might resonate with other people who knows so the architects, the architects the architects pride themselves on their ability to think for themselves not to mention their uncanny knack for seeing right through phoniness and hypocrisy I uh, I think I do have a pretty good bullshit detector although the 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 opposite side of that is like I'm pretty a willing person to talk to anybody and so I have been like I, I think I'm an easy target to be to me to be manipulated but again I've seen in a decent amount where I can kind of sense that right like where people present nice and but they're really trying to sell you something get you on something um, their minds are never at rest Architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their nonstop analysis of everything around them. Now, that sounds a little bit, uh, I guess, pretentious might be the right word for that. Uh, but to some extent, I do kind of feel like my mind is never at rest. Maybe it's because of the circumstances. Uh, but I am constantly thinking. And I mentioned it before, but that's kind of why The Underground Man resonates from uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky book the underground uh, notes from underground but I really do feel like that sometimes and just constantly taking in the world and breaking it down um, let's see what else 
So architects question everything. Many personality types trust the status quo, relying on conventional wisdom and other people's expertise. But ever skeptical architects prefer to make their own discoveries in their quest to find better ways of doing things. They aren't afraid to break the rules or risk disapproval. In fact, they rather enjoy it. Um, yeah, that actually is a little bit true. Although I am a rule follower for the most part, I think if you know, I believe in something strongly, there are situations where I'm like, you know what, who cares? I'm, I'm going to do this, and if I break the rules, so be it. Uh, I do like to make my own discoveries. I appreciate help, and obviously you have to learn from others. But I think the best teachers, there's probably some quote like this. The best teachers, there is some quote like this. The best teachers show you where to look, not where to, or not where it is. I think something like that. Paraphrasing, obviously. Um... What else? Yeah, do be afraid. Don't be afraid. I, I think one of the things that I, I'm kind of adopting recently is just don't be bogged down by convention. I think it's easy to say like, oh, we're doing it because of this, this, and this, because it's worked forever, because, but whatever reason, right? Like uh, first principles thinking, be open to looking at the situation from a completely different lens. Um, if you're not willing to do that, at least be willing to, to consider the thought let's say um, let's see here da, 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 da. here's another one that or here's another part that actually really resonated so this personality type comes with a strong independent streak architects don't mind acting alone perhaps they don't like waiting around for others to catch up with them they also generally prefer making decisions without asking anyone for asking for anyone else's input. At times, this lone wolf behavior can come across as insensitive as it fails to take into consideration other people's thoughts, desires, and plans. It would be a mistake, however, to view architects as uncaring. Whatever the stereotypes about their stoic intellect, their, these personalities feel deeply. When things go wrong or when they hurt others, architects are personally affected and spend much of their time and energy trying to figure out why things happened the way they did. Uh, they may not always value emotion as a decision-making tool, but they are authentically human. So a lot there. Um, I, do, I don't mind doing things on my own. I think it's something that I've had to learn and be comfortable with over the course of my life, really. And yeah, as a result, there are times where I feel bad. I question myself if I would rather just spend time on my own, like whether it be hanging out with some family or hanging out with a certain group of friends. I'm like, ah, that would be nice. But honestly, at the moment, I just want to be chilling on my own. Now, the flip side of this uh, is that I also really appreciate time around other people. There are times where I feel lonely, where I've had like enough solitude and it's time to go and mingle and be around others people that I like and care about um, so that's an interesting place to be in and the last part about uh, caring deeply about how you impact others and how you uh, how you are around others I think that's something I feel strongly as well couple examples uh, like there's this one kid that uh, goes to my school has played basketball with me for quite a bit trained with me for quite a bit 
but not so not not so good at basketball. Um, not the most athletic, and so it's tough for him, especially considering the the level of competition. Like I had mentioned earlier, it's it's tough for him, and so. This past weekend, I didn't play him much, and I felt really bad. I didn't, I thought about it a lot. It came up, you know, here and there, here and there. And I was like, man, what am I gonna do? Because I do feel bad, but also at the same time, I know he's just not ready. But then also I get it that like, I need to put the kid in just to see, to let him feel it, let him get, get his reps in, essentially. And so I thought about that a lot. Hopefully I can, well, he's a chill guy. He's a chill kid, so he took it on the chin. He knew what it was, and he's like, you know, I just got to keep working. So I actually told him I respect that a lot. But, yeah, I I did feel for him. I did feel for him. That was one example. And then, you know, just every day, the littlest things. Like if I, here's another one. Very silly, very funny, though. Uh, there's a, uh, an old head at the gym that I go to where we play ba that also plays basketball. And so one day when I was walking in just to go to the sauna, he was over there on the machine. And we, he said, what's up? So I went over to say, what's up? Gave him a fist bump. And then for whatever reason, he was like, you playing today? He asked me if I was playing today. And then for whatever reason, I reached for the fist bump again. And then I walked away. Uh, is like, no, I'm not playing today. I'm just going to the sauna. Gave him a fist bump again and walked away. But the timing of everything, it was like literally like 10 seconds after I had just given him a fist bump. So I was like, why the fuck did I just do that? And I felt, you know, I just felt dumb, felt silly. And I was like, oh, man. But then I reminded myself that uh, he's probably going to forget about it, right? And he probably did. Probably did. Um, is there anything else that I could d d d share? Yeah, let, let's read this part because I think this one also resonated a little bit. Kind of already touched upon it, but let, so let's read it. Architects are full of contradictions. They are imaginative yet decisive, ambitious yet private, and curious yet focused. From the outside, these contradictions may seem baffling but they make perfect sense when you understand the inner workings of the architect mind. For these personalities, life is like a giant game of chess relying on strategy rather than chance. Architects contemplate the strengths and weaknesses of each move before they make it, and they never lose faith that with enough ingenuity and insight, they can find a way to win no matter what the challenges might arise, no matter what challenges might arise along the way. Ah, that's cool. And then uh, one of the people that they, I guess, consider an architect is Frederick Nietzsche, and somebody I've actually looked to a lot recently, ah, just for um, for guidance. Because uh, yeah, let's touch upon it. Why not? Because I have a little bit of time. I got we got practice at six, but I got some time. Um, so I've been looking at Nietzsche a lot because he's he's kind of like a he's like he he really is like a bootstraps type of guy like life is <clears throat> life is hard it's going to beat you to your knees as Rocky said but there's a way to push yourself to keep going to embrace whatever circumstances of your life are and say you know what 
I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and run with it. I'm gonna play the cards that I've been dealt, and I'm gonna push, push, push until whatever I can make of this this life, whatever I've been given my circumstances, I'm gonna make something of it. And I actually like I resonate with that a lot. I think that is the mindset that I'm in. And so Nietzsche has been a person that I've just tried to study and learn more about and hear from and look up quotes uh, recently. But anyways, uh, this idea that life is like a giant game of chess, that I'm going to find a way to keep going no matter what challenges might arise. <sighs> yeah, it feels right. And also the contradictions part too, like ambitious yet private. Like doing this podcast, I am being quite open, quite vulnerable. There's like hours at this point of me talking on the internet, which is wild. But then also at the same time, I feel like, again, I've mentioned this before, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but maybe not. Who knows? But here's another thing that I ha, just came to mind that I think is, is related and more sharing is like part of all of this is like kind of what I mentioned at the beginning is embracing embracing the fact that you are human, embracing all your flaws, not all, but embracing your flaws, your insecurities, uh, putting yourself in the spotlight on stage, seeing what happens, I think is really, um, it's authenticity, essentially. And I think authenticity is resonating more and more with people uh, for all kinds of reasons. Like people just want connection, people want real people that aren't um, cookie cutter, perfect, got it all figured out. I think that's, if you look at all the philosophers and great writers and intellects, blah, 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 they probably have something along those lines too where it's like, it's the imperfections of humans that make everything, all of this beautiful music, writing, literature, you name it, and yeah, sometimes I kind of feel like that. It's like another example that I, comes to mind is my, my class, my students. Like on the one hand, I do care deeply for a lot of these kids. I want them to win. I want them to find a way in life. Then also on the other hand, I'm like, these motherfuckers don't give a damn. All right, so be it. Live your life. Do you. Don't do your work. Don't pay attention. Be a menace. Get in trouble, whatever. Good luck. I hope you figure it out. Um, it's a really interesting place to be in. <sighs> but I guess, yeah, this is a good place to wrap it up. I'm feeling, yeah, I feel like this is a good place to wrap it up. Because the last thing that I had in mind was just a reminder of gratitude, I think. Uh, so it's like adopting the Nietzsche mindset of just grind it out, dug it out, keep going. And I very much have that. I've been telling myself that a lot recently too. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to buckle down. Essentially, you're gonna have to buckle the fuck down, figure it out, find a way to keep going, push yourself. It's part of the mental training that I've done, and it's part of the life that I'm living currently. So you're gonna have to buckle down, 
But then also at the same time, what was the other side of this? Another thing that has really helped me is just like, again, really grateful to be alive, really grateful to be alive. I think meditating on my mortality recently has reminded me of that, that yes, as shitty as it may be, if I get to go outside and look at the look at the blue sky and the sun, it's um, it's really something to be alive and to be able to experience that and eat food and see people, interact with people. So, yeah, let's leave it at that. I think that was a good it was a good check-in. It wasn't really organized. It was kind of all over the place. Well. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not going to say it wasn't all over the place. But I didn't really have much organization to it. Uh, I had some ideas. I didn't put them in any particular order. But I think it actually worked out quite well. So I'm happy with how it turned out. I think, again, the most important thing for me is just to maintain consistency, to keep doing it. And this is number 20. So... Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, what am I trying to get? I'm trying to get to 100, so <laughs> we'll see We'll see how that goes. But anyways, if you made it this far, ladies and gentlemen, like I always say, shoot me a message. Tell me how you're doing. Um, yeah, holla at me. And uh, hope to see you in the next one.